Welcome to Liberty in America, Past, Present, and Future with Dr. Bill Joby. Doc is a historian and a reenactor. On this show, you'll hear his thoughts about our personal liberties from their earliest recorded beginnings. You'll also be transported back to the 1750s to relive the life of Colonel George Washington and his adventures during the French and Indian War. Let's get started. Here's Dr. Bill Joby. Okay, here we go again. Uh, Dr. Bill Choby. Well, we're talking about liberty in America, past, present, and future. And these episodes have been called Liberty Light. And this particular one, I'd like to title Jim Crow 2.0. Um, just a note that uh, much of the background for my discussions that comes from my book, which is available at Ewing Publishing, E-W-I-N-G-S Publishing.com. And or you can find it online on my website at drbillchobybooks.com. That's D-R-B-I-L-L-C-H-O-B-Y-B-O-O-K-S.com. I named to today Jim Crow 2.0. For a couple of reasons. Some, uh, you know, the Jim Crow laws originally came out of the South after uh, the Civil War and after the passage of the 14th Amendment, 13th and 14th Amendment. And it was a way for Southern Democrats and the Ku Klux Klan to essentially use the color of the law or the power of the law to suppress blacks. Well, you would think that after the, the bloody price of the Civil War, that both sides would have agreed that the centerpiece of it was the enslavement of African Americans or indentured servants or whatever have you. But the promise of the Declaration is that we were created equal, and it was necessary to have a war of over 600,000 Americans died to settle the issue, but it wasn't settled. Southern Democrats were not happy about that. And so what they would do is that they persecuted black people using the power of the law. And so much so it was so widespread. In 1872, the Civil Rights Act basically forbade that. And it gave people whose civil rights had been violated a remedy under Section 1983 to go after the personal wealth of those government agents who are misusing the law and that violates the civil rights of people, particularly in that case, the black people. So it becomes a bit of a curiosity when I heard uh, Joe Biden say uh, Jim Crow 2.0. You know, one thing about Democrats, and I've seen this many, many times, is they will accuse their opponents of the very things that they're doing as a way to try to distract attention from whatever they're doing. And then if they do get caught, they can say, well, look, they're doing it too. It's sort of like uh, you get, somebody gets caught with their hand in the cookie jar and you say, well, oh, but I'm, I'm getting it from my brother. It's pretty much the same sort of thing. It's deceptive. It's evil. It's evil. It's a misuse of our laws, the laws that keep us have kept us safe, 
I've kept this prosperous. I've kept this sound and feeling like the American dream was there for us. Freedom. So what happened here? When we take the example of what's been going on with former President Donald Trump, you know, there was a uh, a military form of punishment called running the gauntlet. And it was even done in this country by you know, the Native Americans whenever they had an enemy, such as the case with uh, whenever General Forbes was approaching um, Fort Duquesne at modern-day Pittsburgh. And uh, Major Grant decided to steal the glory by going in advance of the main army, and he was soundly defeated uh, by the, the natives and the French. And uh, because of his blunder, many of his soldiers were run through the gauntlet. And the gauntlet was that there were two lines of, uh, in that case, warriors, braves, and the prisoners were forced to run between the two and they were in the process, they were beaten, uh, sometimes to death. Many times the prisoners had their hands tied behind their back, and they just just tried to get through the best they could. And of course, you know, they, uh, the captors would do everything in their power to keep that person from getting through. That's a form of uh, military discipline, too, that goes back through you know, early history and of Europe as well. But... It reminds me of what the left is doing to Donald Trump. They're running him through the political gauntlet. Instead of using clubs, they're using lawyers and attorney generals, district attorneys, etc. On very, very weak and watered-down legal theories just to beat him up. And it's tragic to see anybody have to deal with this sort of thing, let alone a former president. But I think that all this punishment that Donald Trump has taken had a much more sinister kind of basis to it. When I say Jim Crow 2.0, I would think that African-Americans and other minorities who suffered on the original Jim Crow laws would be sympathetic to being sure that that people were not abused by the laws under the color of the law. You would think that they would be the first ones to object to see others having their civil rights uh, damaged. Uh, by uh, government. But yet, when we look at the people who are involved with prosecuting Donald Trump, notice how many of them are black. You look at that uh, Alan Bragg in New York City. He campaigned on getting Trump. He's black. Okay. This um, Fonnie Willis is the district attorney for Fulton County, Georgia. This is the latest uh, series of indictments. 
She's black. Letitia James, Attorney General for New York, campaigned on getting Trump. She's black. When we look at the judge involved with the case with Jack Smith and the so-called insurrection nonsense on January 6th, the judge's name is Tanya Chutkin. She's black. That's why I say it's Jim Crow 2.0. It's almost as if this is like a black revenge. Just like people, you know, pounding the desk for reparations from 150 years ago. This is reverse discrimination. This is racism. It'd be different if you had just maybe one or so of these people being African-American. After all, the African-American population is not really, it's in fact, it's a shrinking minority. They killed so many themselves with abortions. They, they blocked the, the growth, the natural growth of the whole African-American community. So they're a shrinking minority. In fact, the Hispanics are growing in number. But no, we have, what, three out of four of those law enforcement people with indictments are black? Now, what else is going on here? I think we talked last time about the Hatch Act. And the Hatch Act was in 1939, and it was to, it was supposed to protect all federal employees from being politically manipulated uh, while on the job or otherwise, uh, so that they could do their job without worry about political reprisal or being fired or whatever have you, or disciplined some way in their, their job for the government. And there are situations where law enforcement was involved, Federal law enforcement officials, there are even stricter uh, restrictions on them. And with right for, for just reason, they held the power under the color of the law. The penalty for these employees for violating the Hatch Act was immediate dismissal. And the agencies that were involved with these things were to lose their funding. Now look it up. It's just... Look, just Type it in there. It's just uh, the Hatch Act. Read it yourself right from the government uh, homepage. So why weren't these people fired whenever it was discovered that the FBI and the DOJ were colluding with the uh, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and the mainstream media and leaking things to the press about how Hunter Biden's laptop was not legitimate when in fact it was and they knew that it was that's political interference that's against the hatch act they should have been discharged should have been fired well who was the would have been responsible for that well bill barr the attorney acting attorney general at the time after that election they interfered with an election and studies show that up to 14 percent of democrats who voted for byron biden would not have done that had they known about Hunter Biden's laptop. Election interference. Trump was right. These people should have been summarily dismissed by Bill Barr before Joe Biden was signed in. He didn't do it. 
you know, Bill Barr was part of the swamp, as far as I'm concerned. So where does it get to this today? You know, you give them a little bit of, uh, you give the left a little bit of uh, of a pass on little things that keeps growing. This really goes back to when uh, Bill Clinton stuck his finger to everybody's face and said he didn't have sex with Monica Lewinsky because it is what what is is. He should, you know, he swore under oath. That alone should have been enough to get him out of there. He couldn't trust the man. He just he won't even, you know, tell the truth under oath. Well, that said, the rest of the crazies, you know, Hillary particularly, and Obama, it's okay to lie. You can get away with it as long as you've got the mainstream media back behind you saying, rah, rah. You know, it's always those crazy uh, conservatives that are always trying to do, you know, this uh, the Christianization of America and, and put us under a moral standard that doesn't bunch of hogwash because we're, we're a country where, you know, you can't force your religion down anybody's throat. That's the same old crap we hear today. But a society cannot stay together unless it has some kind of moral foundation. John Adams said that. George Washington said that. But where's the moral foundation of lying? At the highest level. Where's your moral foundation for that? It doesn't matter anymore. These people are so obsessed with this grand vision that Barack Obama had to radically transform America. Never really said what that meant, but this is what they're doing. They want permanent power. And you see how they wielded that power during COVID, telling people to wear masks, that you couldn't talk about alternative treatments. And if you did, you could, you know, face all kinds of retribution. And now they're going after lawyers and people who are uh, speaking out against all this nonsense so that it costs you a lot of money. People are losing jobs over this. They're raiding, the FBI is raiding people's homes at six o'clock in the morning with their, in armed fashion, wearing their bulletproof vest for to get somebody out of bed and say, well, you made a mistake because you know, you're dangerous because you spoke out of this other guy. You were rude to some protester out in front of an abortion clinic. This is our country. This is an attack on people who believe the Judeo-Christian tradition and the morals of traditional America with a very, very clear purpose in mind. They don't care about the law. They don't care about the Constitution. They care about power. This is not about politics. It's about raw power. And this is why they're running Donald Trump through the gauntlet. This is why I say Jim Crow 2.0. I believe that behind all of this is Barack Obama, and eventually it'll be his role will be exposed. Joe Biden's in trouble. The Hunter Biden laptop. The FBI may have had a copy, but there are other copies too, and it's damning stuff. And now, as we see more and more of the whistleblowers coming out of the FBI, coming out of the IRS about what was Hunter Biden was up to, and all this money that he got through foreign countries, even adversaries like China, and the little games that they are playing in the Ukraine, and the war that was started by Joe Biden by telling Putin that it's okay to take a few provinces. These guys are dangerous. They are dangerous. Now, I don't think it's all the FBI. I think there are a lot of very good guys there and gals. I think it's all the DOJ. But the upper echelon is very much committed 
I think they're going to put themselves in a position to where it's actually do or die for them because they know Donald Trump is reelected. They're done. Just with a hatch act. That alone ruins their career. But there's a lot more coming. And I think that with what we see, with the ignoring the rule of law, should be something that every American should be afraid of. If you recall maybe some of my earlier discussions, there was a time early in my career where I was falsely accused of advertising, uh, misleading advertising, which is a bunch of hooey. I wasn't even responsible for the ad. I just The ad salesman said, this is what you do. I said, okay, you know what you're doing. It didn't work. It didn't matter. It was my fault. They bankrupted me. They sent me back probably a good 10 years in my career. I know what it feels like to be falsely accused and drugged through the courts and humiliated publicly for something that I, I didn't do. I know all about that. That's why I'm actually why I'm speaking to you today. It's taken a long time for me to come back. But I have. And I want to spread that message. I want Americans to understand they could do this to anyone, just as they did Jim Crow original laws. They're doing it now, Jim Crow 2.0. They're destroying this country. And the source of it is the Democrat Party. Now, I don't care how many people you may know that they say, well, they're a good guy and they have to be registered as a Democrat. If they're a Democrat, they're registered as a Democrat, they're part of the problem because this is their party that's doing this. I've heard others say, well, you know, there's some of these politicians like, uh, for example, let's take Senator Casey in Pennsylvania. He's pro-life, so he must be a good guy because he's pro-life. Well, yeah, but, you know, he might be pro-life, but he votes against a lot of other things that are immoral. Does that make him a good man? No, it makes him a good Democrat. He's able to fool people to think that he's good. But only God's good. That's the standard. We've ignored the laws of God because it's not convenient. But yet, it's the essence. It's what it's the glue that holds our country together. Something we've forgotten in our affluence, in our free time, in our failure to teach the next generation what it is to be an American by not doing the Pledge of Allegiance before school. It's things like that. Ignoring the Constitution, not teaching people of what our civil rights are about. And this is what, really what I've been trying to do, is teach people that this, their civil rights are part of being an American. And it's what makes us different than every other country in the rest of the world and every other citizen in the rest of the world. That's why people are flocking to get here, because... In other countries, if you spoke out against the government or you didn't pay off a bribe, you're penalized. I mean, all you have to do is look down at Mexico and see what's running down there with the cartels. Is that what kind of a law you want in this country? But we've got a cartel of politicians, career politicians and career bureaucrats who think they can do whatever they want to do, ignore the law because they're they're powerful. they got authority. They have a position. But it's our power they're using against us. Never thought it got like this. Never expected it would, but it has, and then we're here. So what do we do? 
We have one choice. We have to stand for one. Stand up against these abusive laws. Demand that our government, our officials, enforce the Hatch Act. Well, one other little tidbit of information. Uh, Joe Biden recently ordered all 600 agencies of the federal government to go out and get people registered to vote. Oh, now you know which way they're going to register. Is that a violation of the Hatch Act? Sure it is. Sure. Does it care? Does he care about it? No, he doesn't care about it. This is all about power. So, you've heard me say this before, and I'll say it again. The one thing that we have to restore sanity back to our country and, and stability and have a vibrant economy again is we must defeat the Democrat Party. We must eviscerate their leadership at the ballot box. And that's something we can simply do by boycotting all Democrats on any ballot anywhere in this country. And once we give them a resounding defeat, if there are any rhinos that are in the way, we're going to turn on them. And we, the people, will have our power back and our country back and our rule of law to where our families and ourselves and our children and grandchildren can breathe free in fear of government raids in the middle of the night, jackbooted thugs coming in for some problem, environmental problem in your backyard. All this kind of nonsense has been going on. We must do this. We must do this to preserve our way of life. This is shrinking quickly. Okay, well, I would encourage all of you to read my book, Liberty in America, Past, Present, and Future, Dr. Bill Choby, books.com. And you'll see where I lay out the whole evolution of freedom from the get-go and how the written rule of law has transformed our, the, the world by uh, allowing stability and growth and good things you may not agree with all of them but by and large gave us the freest country in the history of the world the greatest country in the history of the world the rule of law based upon good laws because when might is right we live in bondage when right is might we're free when right becomes wrong we live in chaos and this is where we are today until either might or right succeeds the choice is ours freedom or bondage boycott every democrat every election top to bottom dog catch the POTUS that's our power and we must take it back thanks for spending some time with me and allowing me to vent some of my frustrations and uh, hopefully enlighten you to what we need to do Thank you.